Hey, Jamie. Hi. You want to talk about Star Wars? I sure do. You want to put it on the radio? I do. Awesome. Let's do it. Welcome to episode 24 of Imperial Hearts. This week, we have an extra special warning at the beginning. Mm Mm-hmm. No kids allowed. Yeah, this is definitely a very special episode, or at least part of uh, today's episode is a very special adults-only episode. Imperial Hearts After Dark. (laughs) Dark Imperial Hearts. Please show us the adults-only Star Wars. Yeah, so we're doing... You can listen to the... Kids can... You can listen to the first half. Yeah. Well, no kids allowed on this podcast anyway, because we swear a lot. Yeah, that's true. And we talk about sex and stuff, I guess. It's... Yeah. But... Well, cool cool kids, you can can keep listening, (laughs) cool kids. (laughs) Um, So what we're talking about this week, we're going to talk about some of the Star Wars comics. Mm -hmm. Um, We we were going to talk about them last week, but we didn't have enough time. We fell into a rebel hole. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Or Rebel Jail, uh, which is one of the... Anyway, yeah. Um, so this week we're going to talk about Star Wars comics, mm-hmm. so we're going to talk about the Vader Down arc, and we're also going to talk about Star Wars, The Force Awakens, an XXX parody. <laughs> I, believe, I believe that's the formal title. <laughs> So we're going to be talking yeah. about star porns today. Yeah. Um, we're going to formally review it. Yep. And uh, give it an Imperial Cutie rating. Yep, exactly. And uh, so we're going to do the comics first. So if you don't want to listen to us talk about porn, um, that's going to be the back half of the podcast. No pun intended. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Sorry, you walked right into that one. Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so this week we read, we each read different comics, mm-hmm. um, but the ones in common that we read, we both read All of Vader Down, which is sort of a crossover tie-in series between the two main Star Wars comics. Mm-hmm. Star Wars and Darth Vader. Yeah. So it's six issues and... One of them is a standalone issue that's not a part of either comic. This is where it gets confusing. It's, the whole thing is kind of confusing. It's very confusing because it's not just a crossover. It also has its own issue. Mm-hmm. Issue one of Vader Down is issue one of Vader Down. But then issue two of Vader Down is issue like 16 of Star Wars. Yeah, it's or like something. 12, 12, 13, 13, 14, 14 of each of the two comics. Yeah, but if you don't read the first one of Vader Down, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, like, really, you should just be reading, reading like, the trade paperback. Yeah, it, it comes self-contained. It comes self-contained in the trade paperback, but I feel like if you're reading the Star Wars comics, you're going to be missing out if you're not reading Vader and Star Wars. Yeah. Which, I'm kind of mad about it. Agreed. But I'm also kind of like, I like that kind of Buffy Angel thing. Yeah, I found like when we were reading this, like we each read them in individual issues instead of, we didn't read the Vader Down trade paperback. 
So uh, we read the individual issues, and at the end of each issue, it says, the story continues in Star Wars issue 13, and then you read that, and it says, continued in Darth Vader issue 13. And like flipping back and forth between each issue of the individual comic was... was, Extremely tedious. Yeah, very inconvenient. And um, I kind of resented the fact that I had to read both comics to get this one story, even though it's just, it's a short arc, you know, it's not the end of the world, but... I was, like, putting off reading the uh, Star Wars comic. I just wanted to read Vader. Yeah, so. I, I agree. I feel like, I wonder what, what is Marvel, what, like, the Marvel Comics model, because they do this with all their comics, mm-hmm. right? So it makes me wonder, like, why, like, do they expect people to read the trade paperbacks? I don't know. Or do they expect people to, like, pay 6 to $7 for a single issue? Yeah, and then, I mean, I've been buying individual issues of Poe Dameron on Comixology. Right. They're $5 each Canadian. No, American. They're $5 American for a single issue of, of a, a digital, digital comic. comic. Um, it, it was kind of a huge mistake because I knew that I also probably want the Poe Dameron trade paperback, and I've already sunk, like, $25 into this stupid comic, and I'm only, like, partway through. Yeah. So, uh... It's kind of weird. Like, it's definitely weird to read comics as they come out. Yeah. I'm just gonna put this out there. You know, like, if you just find them online... They fell off the back of a truck. But, like, what I want to do is just, like, find them somewhere, mm-hmm. lying around and read them, mm-hmm. and then and then buy the, the trade paperbacks once they come out. Yeah. Which, do they expect that people to do that? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know what their business model is. It seems really outdated. I feel um, like the Vader trade paperbacks and the the new hardcover that they have that's uh, the first two volumes of the trade paperback in one, the hardcover is really nice. It is, and I'm going to buy it really soon. Yeah. Yeah. And I would definitely recommend reading it all at once like that. I agree, yeah. And the story flows better, of course, if you're reading it all at once instead of it's like an, an issue t- yeah, by issue. Yeah, definitely. And the whole thing, I mean, we talked about this one in one of the previous episodes as one of the reasons why I never got into comics when I was young is it, it's so inaccessible. It felt really inaccessible because yeah. of the sort of reliance on the other properties to further the story. I know. So It's weird. Um, yeah, I don't... It's it's kind of cool on principle that all of these things cross over because crossovers are awesome. Yeah. But it it does make it more difficult for people to understand where to start and what do we read and in what order like and can we just get one thing? Can I just read Darth Vader? Well, sort of, except that you're only getting half the story. Yeah. So. And like by the way, if you do want to know the order, I always reference Wikipedia's canon timeline. Um, I can put a link to that in our podcast notes. Cool. So they they have all of the, like, not just comics, but they have all the movies and books, and they put them all in order. That's cool. Um, but what you might find is that even though they're in chronological order, you might not want to read everything in exactly yeah. that order. So it's further complicated by that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like if they if, if there was just a way to, like, pay someone X amount of money per month and just have access to digital versions of all the comics and books. Yeah. I would totally do that. Yeah, I mean, Comixology has Comixology Unlimited now, which is basically Netflix for comics. 
But the Star Wars ones are not available on it. Like, I don't think a lot of the big sort of Marvel, the sort of really new stuff, it's not available because they want you to to buy it. That's a cool concept, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would totally totally subscribe to Netflix for comics. Yeah, it's like $10 a month or something, and you just get the Comixology Unlimited library. And I really especially in digital comics where... um, you know, technically, you're leasing the comics from Comicsology anyway. You're not. You don't, don't actually own, those. own them. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're really leasing them. So the unlimited access model, like Netflix, makes more sense. I agree. Than, yeah. than purchasing the individual issues or comic books. Um, having said that, I do love reading digital comics because I really like the ability to screen cap. The really good panels to show off. That's Instead really of, like taking yeah, a photograph really cool. of a comic book is really, you know, annoying. Yeah. But screen capping a page of a digital comic is a good way to show off like the art or this particular panel that you liked. Like there's um in the Darth Vader arc that's after Vader Down, which is the Shuturun War, which is a pretty it's a pretty good arc, it's fun. He's mostly by himself and some original characters. Um and uh, there's this amazing panel where they go to a ball. They go to a big uh, party because this uh, Chuturun is like a big, it's a very courtly culture. And um, they're trying to get him. They're like, well, if you come in here, you have to go to the party. And he's looking out over the dance floor and he says, all of this dancing is unnecessary. <laughs> and he's just like, he's so like, ugh. Like, why am I at a dance party? Yeah. And it's it's just amazing. And so Lovely. I like, you know, having stuff like that to keep. But Do you ever imagine Kylo Ren reading the Vader comics? <laughs> like, these are in-world comics? Right. There's, like, it's, like, propaganda from... I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Or, like... Somebody's, like, fan fiction. About- or maybe he commissioned them. <laughs> he writes them. He writes them. And he gets Hux to draw them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are pretty sympathetic portraits of Darth Vader. Actually, no, I like it better that he reads them, not that he okay. not that he writes them. Fair, but they're like they're not propaganda from they're like unbiased propaganda, right? And like he's like, oh, I, he hides that he reads them. Oh, because he doesn't want to seem like a rebel sympathizer. For <laughs> yeah, the other yeah, ones. yeah, yeah, exactly. Reading comics with his mom and dad—that's kind of weird. Um, it's like. uh his reaction video to the Rogue One trailer. Oh my god, yeah, we should post that. It's pretty... post it's that in the pretty, show notes. It's pretty good. It is pretty funny. Actually, have you seen, speaking of reaction videos, have you seen the Matthew McConaughey reacts to the Force Awakens trailer? No. It's from Interstellar, and okay. I think in the movie he's he's watching a video of like his family um, <clears throat> sending him a... His family sending him a video chat from you know, way in the past because there's like time dilation, space travel. Okay. And so he's getting really excited and then he's sort of crying and he's like really overwhelmed. So it's staying him watching the Force Awakens trailer and it's timed really well and That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. So oh we can watch that after too. I fucking hate reaction videos. <laughs> like fake ones or like real ones? Real ones. Oh. Fake ones are funny, like I like the Oral Knots did one where they, like, made fun of reaction videos. Right. They just got increasingly absurd. <laughs> oh, what the what the fuck were we talking about? The Vader Down. Okay, so Vader Down is a comic which is 
split among a million comics mm-hmm. and you have to collect them around the world and there's an app that you have to pay for to collect them no that's pokemon go um but basically it's about vader gets shot down by some rebels and all the rebels try to dogpile him mm-hmm. the whole rebel army tries to dogpile him and he just murders them all pretty much so it's like vader trapped on a planet versus all the rebels and some other dudes and and also afra is trying to kidnap luke and yeah bring him back for darth vader yeah and and uh han and chewie are trying to stop afra and and like the droids are off on their own doing their own thing yeah uh bt and triple zero meet r2d2 and c3vo and like yeah it's pretty it's kind of exactly how you would expect they would interact yeah it's a pretty funny crossover uh, in that respect. Have you heard, apparently there's a single issue coming up later on called mm-hmm. The Misadventures of BT and Triple Zero. Really? They have their own issue. That's amazing. Which is just about them. Well, I mean, C-3PO's got his own comic. Mm-hmm. So. Which I still haven't read. No, me neither. Apparently it's going to be bundled in one of the trades. Okay. Like Shattered Empire, I think, is going right. to contain it. That one's already done. Well, maybe it already does contain it. Maybe Poe Dameron would contain it. That would make sense. Maybe. Yeah, I think it's going to be bundled in with one of the trades. Cool. Um, so there, there are a couple of things that I wanted that we both wanted to talk about with this Vader Down arc. Art. The art is shitty. It's not the best. In parts of it, so part of it's done by the Vader, the Darth Vader comic artist. Salvador LaRocca. Salvador LaRocca, who is a genius. Yeah, he's he's great on the Vader comic. And then there's another one that's done by, I think it's a new artist. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it is. We'll probably include it in the description. Who mostly, it seems like mostly uses 3D models and like draws on top of them. And it just looks like shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, that's pretty harsh. It looks okay. But it's like, it doesn't, it's not up to the standard of like the Vader comics. Yeah, well, and, and you were um, talking about how you come from the animation industry. Yeah, yeah. And where you've seen people do that a lot. But It happens a lot. Yeah. Um, and there's a good way to do it and a bad way to do it. And I feel like, I think Salvador LaRocca does it too, for like some of the mechanical things. But um, he or she... Salvador, it's a boy's name. Okay, um, so he does it really well mm-hmm. um, because it's not obvious that it's traced off a model. Um, where I feel like this artist, I don't even know if it's traced. I think it might just be a cell shaded thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it, everything looks really weird and fake, and like a lot of the humans are traced off too. So like whenever there's a group shot of a bunch of stormtroopers, he just like puts all the models in, right? Instead of making the instead of making them look increasingly distant by putting less line work they're just all the same it's really weird hmm. yeah I, and we also it looks like reboot oh yeah <laughs> you know it's like it looks like an old cg screen cap and we also have some complaints about the way he draws afra mm. yeah he makes afra I, no one told him that afra was like not white and no one told him that Afra doesn't have enormous breasts. Mm-hmm. They're... She's so off-model in so many of these panels that it's... <laughs> yeah. uh, 
The thing with, with human characters, I think, in comics, especially a character like Afra who doesn't have a, uh, like an actor equivalent in a movie where she's not based on an actor, is it that all of the artists draw her differently. Yeah. But a lot of the times it feels like they're not basing it on Salvador La Roca's like, base set model from the Vader comic. Exactly. They just take her general appearance and her outfit and then do their own interpretation of it. But, yeah, like... There are, there are some of these panels where she's just like, she's got these huge breasts, and you're like, it's so off-model, that's not what she looks like, and she's super white-looking, and it, it's like, feels like the character's clearly implied not to be white. Yeah, she's like East Asian. Yeah. Of some um, variety. Space Asian. Space, I don't know. She's like a space Asian, yeah. Um, and it just, you know, it, it sort of rubs you the wrong way mm. when, yeah. when it's done like that, so... I was sort of disappointed by some of the art in in the arc overall. I think especially because Afra is like my favorite character in the comics. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, I mean, it's a tie between like her and everyone else in the Vader comic because yeah. the droids are really good and Vader is really good. Yeah, Vader is really good. I think Afra for me is probably my favorite original character. That's, mine too. That's come out recently out of the extended canon. Yeah, and they have. Um, I mean. Sort of on the flip side of that, Vader also has the worst original characters. Oh yeah, it's true. On um, yeah, yeah, Vader has like the best, like the Vader comics. Yeah, has like the like four protagonists are like amazing. Yeah, and then like all the other side characters are terrible. Yeah, he's got this the Emperor. Um, I don't know. He's got this Emperor has like a secret force of sort of would-be replacement apprentices for Vader. Yeah, he's got, like, Dr. Silo, or Dr. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Greedo face. Like, he's got half a Greedo for a face. Does he? I thought he just had... I thought he was a human with, like, a weird cyborg eye. No, it's, um... He's, like, a... It's, like, an alien. Oh, okay. Part, he's part, um, Rodian. Okay. Not part Rodian, but he's, right. like, sewn... He's, like, gra- grafted some Rodian onto himself. Gross. I think. Looks like a Rodian eye to me. Oh, Gross. That's gross. Um, yeah. yeah. He's got this, like, cyborg Mon Calamari who has, like... Yeah. He, you his... called him um, General Admiral Grievous Akbar <laughs> because... He's he's based on... Like, I think it's cool that they have a character based on Grievous. Yeah, but it just... He doesn't work. No, it's weird. He's, he's yeah, this cyborg Mon Cal with robot legs... And robot arms, and he wields four lightsabers like Grievous, and he's just—you know what it feels like? It feels like when I would run like a D and D campaign, and I'm like, I'm gonna come up with like four rando villains that I'm gonna <laughs> throw at you this week. Yeah, and they're all like they all have two characteristics, but no depth of character. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they feel like to me. Is yeah, like they're just like really like, oh, it'd be cool if it was. A plus B, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Mon Cal head and a Grievous body. Yeah, Done. It's like chip it, it. It's like rolled on a random table. It kind of is, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like you know. And then there's the like, Jedi cyborg twins. Yeah. And like um, no frills brand, Jaina and Jason Solo um, reference mm-hmm. from the eighties. Is it? Is that what it's supposed to be? No, I think it's just yeah. The Jedi twins. Jedi twins, where one of them has like an eighties headband. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, all, all those characters sort of start getting picked off in the Vader comic. 
just these two-bit villains that start dying off. But I kind of like the the like droid lady mm. who like um, she has all these little nanobots. Oh yeah, yeah. She's okay. She's not in it very much. No, she's in the shooter and roar a bit. But. Yeah, but yeah, his bit two-bit villains are not that compelling. Yeah, they're not great. So could have just added a Veers instead. Yeah, they could have had Veers. They could have had Veers. But Veers is, uh, you know, Veers and Vader sort of get along. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't have been the antagonist. Why don't we get General Veers instead of Afra? It's a side character. <laughs> Just Vader and Veers. Vader and Veers. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. He could have called the comic, like, you know, Vader and Veers. Feet double V. Double V. Yeah. That would have been funny. It would have been good. Yeah. So, um, I mean, overall, the arc is, is not bad. It's it's pretty good. I would give it... I would give it three out of five star- hearts, I guess. Three out of five hearts? Yeah, for the Vader down trade arc. I would give it... Yeah, like, overall, if we're including the art as a part of mm-hmm. that, I think I would... Yeah, maybe 3.5. And the stuff with, um, like, there is a cool showdown with Leia and Vader. Yeah, I think Um, think it's pretty cool. And uh, one of the things we were talking about when we were talking about it is, um, unlike Aftermath, it doesn't have, because the main comics are about Han and Luke and Leia, you don't get that Han Solo factor thing. Yeah, I I like that. It feels, like, appropriate that the characters cross over with Han and Luke and Leia. Yeah. And, um... It's funny, though, because I I was finding this when I was reading it. Because you've got the two separate comics, Star Wars with the main cast <clears throat> and uh, Vader with the new cast, when yeah. they cross over and they're antagonists, you don't know who to root for. I found, I was like, I don't want, I don't feel good when Han and Leia take Aphra into custody and, like, punch her out and take her out. I'm like, no! She was supposed to win this. And then I was like, wait. Why Why would I want that? That's weird. Right. So it's. Uh, I think it's a testament to the comics that you can feel so invested in Vader and Aphra's arc succeeding for them. Because you do kind of want them to succeed. Absolutely, yeah. And I think it's it's really cool as a, as a companion piece to the movies because it's like... Vader's antagonism with the Emperor doesn't come mm-hmm. out of no come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like the Emperor is already a total dickbag. Yeah, and yeah, and the Emperor is Vader's antagonist in the, yeah, this series yeah. of comics, and he's working against him basically. Yeah, doing his own thing, and uh, you know, trying to find out more about Luke. So, and the more he learns about it, the more distrust of the Emperor he has. It's very interesting, right? Because, like, in this comic, like, Vader um, works for the Emperor and kind of trusts that, you know, like, he knows what's what. Mm -hmm. But you got to wonder, like, is he already kind of jaded at this point? Yeah. He feels jaded. He feels jaded. He feels like, well, I guess I'm a robo-man. Yeah. And I can't do much about that, and the Emperor could kill me at any minute, and I guess I work for him. I guess. Yeah. His um his stuff with the shooter in war is interesting, though, because he's 
sort of there as an enforcer of the empire. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but, read, I read the first two issues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The first one, I think, is the Darth Vader annual with the party. It's oh, I haven't the, read the annual. I should read the annual first. I didn't realize. Oh, yeah. That's the introduction of the Okay, the okay. I'll have to get on that. Um, and uh, it's interesting because he's also got... There's a splinter faction of... Uh, Imperials who are sort of working against him. Okay. So there's, you know, a whole bunch of stormtroopers show up at one point and they're like, hey, the Emperor's here to back us up. And Vader's like, uh, no, they're not here to back us up. That's the other Empire. Yeah. So he's got his own, like, he's got the 501st right. working uh, for him. But then there's this other squadron with, you know, some of his antagonist characters who are also working against him. So it's sort of an interesting. Yeah, groundwork where Vader is not a good person. Like it's not it's not as though you he's off to like save space humane society and, you know, help the rebels, but he's still the protagonist of the comic. Right. So you still in in the way that say Dexter is the protagonist of Dexter or, you know, any kind of anti hero character where you aren't necessarily you like them. But you understand that in the greater context of the world, they can't succeed. But on their individual missions, you're sort of rooting for them because they're your yeah your yeah, yeah. protagonist. I guess so. So um, it's interesting how how much they're able to make Vader the protagonist of his comic. And Aphra is a, is a an interesting character too, and she's not quite as villainous as Vader. So yeah, it's I feel like to- Aphra is like the companion to the doctor kind of thing yeah if, if doctor who was evil yeah if doctor who was evil yeah his and, companion would be like less evil but yeah still a little bit evil well i also mean by that like you know like much like in doctor who the companion's kind of your point of view character yeah i feel like afro's kind of you know vader's the main character mm-hmm. but afro's your point of view character yeah totally um because she's f- kind of got this like fangirl kind of vibe yeah you know she's like well, I've read all your comics, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really want to like big you know, fan, big, big fan. fan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I want to see like a team up between like Afra and Kylo Ren. <laughs> well, by the time <laughs> by the time Kylo Ren is around, she's like I know in her fifties. Yeah, I know she'd be like badass old lady archaeologist. It'd be good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not that she'd be an old lady by then, but she'd be an older lady. 50 is not old. I know. That's right. But, well, I guess she'd probably be in her 60s, mid-60s. 60s kind of old. It's getting up there. Senior citizen, archaeologist anyway. Um, but yeah. probably she doesn't make it that long. She doesn't live that kind of lifestyle. No. Okay, so, I mean, do you have anything else to say about the comics for this week? I don't think so. I think we can probably talk about... I want to talk about Rebel Jail, which is the next arc. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can talk about that once you're finished it. Okay. And by that time, I'll be done the Shu Turin War. So we could probably maybe talk about those together. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe in a week or two. We'll mm-hmm. see. Hey, guys. This is your host, Dana. Um, I'm just going to put a little warning here to let you know that the following discussion includes... Discussion of sexual activity and also some discussion about sexual assault. Um, so if you're not 
good with that, then you probably want to end the podcast right here. Thanks. So, uh, a friend uh, told us about the existence of this Triple X Force Awakens parody. He said, hey, have you guys seen this? Are you going to review it for the podcast? And I was like, what? That's a real thing? And yeah, we are. Heck yes. So, uh, that it, this is a real thing. This is a real review. Uh, yeah, of a real porn parody of The Force Awakens. And I'm sure there's been other Star Wars porn parodies before. Oh, probably. We didn't look. I'm probably going to look for them after we record. Okay, we could, you know, we'll talk about them one day too, maybe. Yeah, if they're any good. Maybe there's like a really good one. Maybe. I, I doubt it. I feel like, wouldn't somebody have heard about it by now? If, if it was were? that good. Yeah. I mean, when we were in college, there was, like, that Pirates of the Caribbean one that was really popular. <laughs> you can get it in, like, Blockbuster. But it wasn't the X, like, there, it was a... Right. It was a version yeah. without the sex scenes. Right, right, right. That you could buy in, like, fucking Blockbuster. So it was just, like, a really terrible movie. It was just a really terrible movie. It was so bad. It was pretty bad. Um, okay, so... Okay. Give me the pitch. What's the, what's the synopsis? Okay, so... This porn parody, which I should add is only part one. It's like episodic. Yeah, apparently it's going to be uh, continued. It's only part one. It's about half an hour long. It's got an opening crawl and everything, um, yeah. including the a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I feel like the opening crawl is actually a... Well, keep going. I'll, I'll talk about the okay. opening crawl after. So um, the plot is basically that... Uh, uh, Ray has to go and find Finn on Starkiller Base because he's been kidnapped by Kylo Ren. So Ray has to infiltrate Starkiller Base to rescue him, and um, that's it. That's, that's the all. setup. Yeah, yeah. So I think the opening crawl, which is like a third of the length of a Star Wars opening crawl, is like a good summary of like how much story you're getting in this. Right. Sure. It's like a it's like a microcosm for the whole thing. Yeah. So. Um, so ostensibly there's a story um yeah it's it starts off with an establishing shot of a hilariously adorable like cg (laughs) star killer base yeah and then uh we go into some big like industrial warehouse tunnels kind of thing and we've got ray with her uh scavenger outfit and her staff and she shows up at star killer base and then like fights some stormtroopers yeah uh, and then she knocks them out, and then she knocks on the door of Starkiller Base, and they open <laughs> Which up. Which is really cute. It is. It is pretty cute. They open up the door, and then there's a whole bunch more stormtroopers, and they're all like, "Hey, you're not supposed to be here!" And they try and shoot her. She uh, uses the force to steal a gun and murder them all. And murder them all uh, until. Uh, Ray's a lot more murdery in this version. Yeah, she's a lot more murdery. And then Kylo Ren shows up and uh, does his like force. She tries to shoot at him, and he stops the blaster bolt with the force, just like he does in the movie. And then he knocks her out with yeah. the force, and he, you know, carries her to the interrogation room. They clearly room. watched the movie, at least. Oh, sure. I, I mean, mean yeah. that's the that's the very least they could have done, was <laughs> seen the movie. Well, I mean, I think you'd be surprised, but okay. anyway, yeah. Yeah, they didn't watch the movie. Um, so from there... Um, she gets tied up in an interrogation room, mm-hmm. and it's she's in a really, like... Compromising position. Which they never make use of. No. She's, like, tied up in a really sexy way that gives you easy access. 
to everything. And I was kind of expecting them to like use that, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of glad they didn't. No, it was, it was a creative decision. Um, and Kylo tries to interrogate her. She resists. It's literally the same scene from the movie. Yeah, it's pretty much word for word, including the stuff about the map, which is uh, kind of weird because they don't establish that there's a map in this story. No, so no, whatever. No. And uh, Kylo leaves, and uh, she mind tricks the stormtrooper into fucking her, and that's the that's kind of the meat of the rest of the porn. It's uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She mind she mind controls a stormtrooper into fucking her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's basically raping this guy. It's there is some seriously dubious consent. Because at the at the I mean I think it's dubious consent because yeah. I feel like he's like really for the first few minutes he's kind of like a zombie and then yeah. during the action of it he's like um, pretty into it yeah and then at the end he's like oh you know. Kylo, sorry. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's pretty much it. And then she gets away. Yeah, after they're done, she steals his gun and escapes from the interrogation room and gets away. So there's, like, two minutes of story and then, like, 25 minutes of fucking. Yeah. And then another two minutes of story. I think it's, like, 30 seconds of story. Oh, wow. At the end. I don't know. Anyway, so the best part is Kylo Ren. Kylo is the best part of this porno. Hands down. He's so funny. He is hilarious. And he's funny, like, they don't, they play it pretty straight. Yeah, he he never takes his helmet off. No. Even in the interrogation scene, so that, I mean, he's (laughs) just, like, in costume and character the whole time. The best part is when, like, you can see out the window that he's beating the shit out of a stormtrooper. Yeah. And, like, kicking him and stuff. (laughs) Like, he's he's so mad. He leaves the interrogation room after Ray. Uh, tells him that he'll never be as strong as Darth Vader. And he and so he sends the stormtrooper guard back in to guard her. And you see him, he walks by the he walks by the window and there's a stormtrooper standing there and he punches him in the head so he, the stormtrooper falls over. He doesn't even use his lightsaber. No. He's just like <laughs> fizz, brutally beating him up. Fist fights him. And then this and then he starts kicking him and then he just walks away. I like, think it's the kicking that made me laugh. <laughs> it's just so gratuitous. And I like when I was um when I watched this, I felt like this um this movie has kind of a high body count for a porno, or at least I would assume what is a generally a high body count. Usually I expect there's not that much murder. I think most porns don't have murders <laughs> I mean, at I, all. I can I assume, right? So I mean but, this is a sci fi porn. But it's a Star Wars porn, right? And there's Star Wars as a high body count. So yep. what's a Star Wars parody without a little murder? So yep. Um, yep. the vast majority of the characters that we see in the movie do get murdered. Yeah. Including the stormtrooper who has sex with Ray. Kylo Ren force chokes him to death at the end. Definitely. Spoiler alert. Uh he dies. He dies. <laughs> Which is I don't. I don't know. It's a. It's so, an odd choice. Cutest part is when the stormtrooper puts the helmet on Ray. Yeah. Well, fucking her. Yeah. It's just. There's I mean, no reason for it. It's just he's being cute. Presumably unscripted. It's just the helmet is there. Like he takes the helmet off yeah. at, at the beginning, and and he puts it back on at one point, and then he takes it back off, and then he puts it on her for a little while, which is just kind of adorable. Yeah. Sort of no reason. Um, I would say. The sex itself is pretty uncreative. Yeah, it drags on 
I a mean, long I directed time. it a long time. We fast forwarded through a lot of it. I mean, we're we're assuming this is pretty much like for straight male audiences who just want to jerk off to Ray getting fucked. I guess so. Yeah, presumably. I think that's the audience they're intending to to. You know, I don't think they're no. Anyway, um, but I was actually impressed. Like you told me, it was really terrible. And then we watched yeah. it, and I was, like, kind of impressed by the production quality, to be honest. Yeah, the, the I mean, the whatever camera they've got is high quality. And the, and the lighting is pretty yeah, good. They yeah, have they, they have pretty creative set pieces. Um, I mean, that chair with all the restraints has got to be expensive. Um, That's true. They probably had that. but But, yeah, I was actually pretty impressed by the production quality. Um the camera angles the kylo ren costume is pretty good they've got special effects they yeah look- there's special effects which are not terrible yeah um i was actually pretty impressed by the i mean the story was terrible and the sex was boring and pred- mm-hmm. predictable um uh, i want to see yeah but but, but yeah the production quality was actually pretty good it's true i thought it was pretty good i don't know Compared to most pornos, I guess. <laughs> I'm just when I'm comparing it to like sort of I don't know what I would assume is the bar. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, <clears throat> I was probably judging it unfairly on the Star Wars continuum bar instead of the porn continuum, which was to say, like, as a Star Wars property, it's pretty bad. Well, it's not a Star Wars, it's a fan well, sure. parody. That's true. It's not like it was produced by Lucasfilm. No, but like the, you know, Rogue One stop motion. Yeah. You know, it's better. You know what I would have preferred? What? More jokes. You know? Be yeah. like, you know, like, I would have liked her to, like, you know, when he reveals he's cock, you know, he'd be like, she a little short for a stormtrooper? Or like, <laughs> you know, or like, oh, no. or like, yeah. have, um, have, you know, there'd be like a lot of lines like, I've got a bad feeling about this. Right. You know, like, have a lot of like, s- yeah, Star Wars in-jokes. Yeah, I think that would have made it. I mean, I, I like it when a porn doesn't take itself too seriously. Which was funny because they did have Kylo Ren as the comic relief, which was really funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if how intentional that was, but yeah, I guess I guess it, it was, was pretty it was intentional. intentional. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and at the end, after Ray escapes, he after he kills the stormtrooper, he goes outside and he like slashes some stuff up with his lightsaber. And then they have that scene where yeah, the, the, the stormtrooper storm trooper walks by and then sees him doing it, and then is just like, nope. <laughs> turns around and walks off. Nopes the fuck out of there. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they had, they had a certain amount of budget to, um, rent Stormtrooper costumes. They have, like, five to six Stormtrooper outfits. I think they might just have one. You think they duplicate? No, there's at least two, because they, she interacts with two of them. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. There's, like, at least a couple of them. But, um, so, okay. Let's get into my criticism what's your criticism okay. a lot of criticisms i mean i do too but okay so when you start um i'm a stickler for the details that's what's gonna break me right oh yeah Some i know details. what you're gonna say <laughs> so all of the stormtroopers valiant attempt was a good they 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 did their best yeah but they are 
Imperial stormtroopers and not First Order stormtroopers. They only had the old helmets, which is, you know, I understand. I understand that you couldn't get the budget for First Order stormtrooper helmets. I mean, yeah, you you could have even gone with the old armor and got one of the new helmets. Yeah. Like, no one would have noticed. No, the armor would have been fine, but the helmets are are the wrong era. And uh, as we know from the episode where we talked about uh, the Darth Vader hair salon, is that you just have to win me over with some authenticity. The Darth Vader hair salon was surprisingly, like... Period accurate. Yeah, period accurate. Mm -hmm. I mean, aside from the ladies being from three different time periods... Other than that, was surprisingly in character. Yeah. And surprisingly, like, used some of the lore and, yeah. um, you know, like, cutting hair with lightsaber makes sense. Using yeah. using the force to hold up the hairdryer makes sense. Yeah. Like, you know, there wasn't a yeah. lot of that in this. No, and then you had, um, I mean, Ray uses the force a couple times. She, like, to, you, to rape someone. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that comes yeah, to our yeah. second criticism, other than the actually, like, let's make that our, let's log that our, our first one is the, the inherently dubious consent of using Jedi mind tricks to rape somebody. Here's what I would have done. I would have had, you know, she uses the Jedi mind trick, and then and then the stormtrooper could be like, like halfway through, and be like, you know, I was just playing along. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could have yeah, yeah. just asked. And uh, Yeah. <laughs> Poor fucker, like Jesus. Yeah. And so uh anyway. that's it's not funny. We shouldn't joke about rape. But we shouldn't. I'm not I mean no, I'm not joking no. about rape. I'm joking no. about like fucking But it it's like Ray's motivation Ray doesn't have any motivation. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Which is my my issue with the story, which you know, just call us next time. Just call us. We can help. Oh, yeah, like, I have a couple, like, you know, we, we like, can help. I got like, some scripts in my back pocket. 20 minutes. Yeah. Just, I'll do it for free. Hell yeah. Um, but, so, um, after Kylo leaves and Ray's like, okay, Ray, Ray tries her, you'll mo- you, you will remove my restraints and, you know, drop your weapon and whatever, and he, he does it, and then she's like, no, no, you'll totally have sex with me. And, yeah. and she doesn't... The thing is, they set up a certain sense of urgency in that Finn is trapped somewhere. Well, like, maybe the reason she's rescuing Finn is because, like, she's horny. Sure, but they didn't establish uh, that either. No, it's like, this Ray is, is a very, like, from what we've seen on screen, is just a very, like, motivated by boning, Mm -hmm. um, kind of character, and... But I, I, you know, even even then, they could have given her, like, what if she then, she gets out of the chair, and she's about to leave, and then she's like, wait a second. I could use this to my advantage. Yeah, I could twist the situation to my advantage. And then she tries it, but instead it kind of comes across like she'd already had this idea, which she had because it's Yeah, scripted. it would have been better if she was, it was like in the movie, where she, like, didn't yeah. know if it was going to work or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um... It's like, because we know that Finn is kidnapped and Kylo Ren is out there, Yeah. why does she take so long? She takes a really long break. It takes too long. And I'm I'm looking at the clock being like, look, girl, clock is ticking. Yeah, exactly. You've got some shit to do. Like, I appreciate that she gets distracted, but... Yeah, Stormtrooper's kind of hot. I feel like, <laughs> you know, maybe... 
Um, you know, she could have met multiple stormtroopers. Yeah, for a short amount of time, left you know, a she, left a trail of bone stormtroopers to yeah. despite Kylo Ren. She could have like got kept getting distracted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, instead, it feels like you're wasting time. Yeah, no, it could have been like you know, like you know, I'll get you know, it's like I'll just like fool around a bit, yeah. and then and then she's like oh, another one. Yeah, I wonder what I can get away with this time. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and I mean. There, there. I appreciate that they didn't go right away with the obvious Kylo Ren angle. Yeah, I think that was an interesting choice. I can't discount the fact that they might be leading up to that. I hope they don't, because I think I it, also hope they don't. I think I think Finn is going to be one. Yeah, is going to be like one of the ones she fucks. I mean, you assume so, right? I mean, she's looking for him. Yeah. And it just seems like a natural, yeah. It's the end game of the movie. I think she's going to, yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, I'm wondering, I'm, I want to watch the other two parts because I want to see what they do with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have a threesome with Kylo Ren at the end. I hope so. In the snow. Will be Like in the movie. probably be good for him, you know? Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I, I like that Kylo wasn't, Involved. I agree. He, he was, I like, like the that, background comic because that would have felt very like yeah. I don't. I wouldn't like that. Yeah, that would be weird. Uh, but it, that might be where they're going. It's possible. Um, yeah, maybe like they have a they have an analog for their lightsaber battle, but with sex. Yeah, probably. Maybe. Probably. Because she doesn't appear to have a lightsaber yet, right? No, she doesn't. So like maybe she like gets it. Yeah. Well, I guess at this... By using the Force. Mm-hmm. At this point in the story, Finn has the lightsaber, right? I guess? But, I mean, the timeline is very... It's a we different it's timeline. A different, it's an AU, obviously. So... But, yeah, I just... I know it's... I appreciate that you're not supposed to think that hard about the story. I, I recognize that. But yeah, I feel like it wouldn't kill them to add a bit of realism. And maybe if you don't want to add some realism, like if you want to waste 20 minutes with this one stormtrooper, then don't build up the urgency of needing mm. to rescue Finn from Kylo Ren. Because it's going to come across like she's wasting time that she doesn't have. Yeah. She's got stuff to do. Yeah. And, you know, it's a waste of time. So I agree. Uh, that's weird. Um, I mean, on another level, I kind of appreciate that. Otherwise, the stormtrooper would be like too professional and good at his job. He's not gonna like. Yeah, I like that he doesn't take advantage. He's not of gonna her. take advantage of a prisoner. That would be super inappropriate. He's a professional. Yeah. Um, it puts the movie in a weird position of her taking advantage of him, which is also not cool. But yeah, it's like because like in Star Wars, just people don't do that. No. On screen. Like, that, no. we've talked about that before as being, like, a thing that we appreciate about Star Wars is that there's no... No sexual violence? No sexual violence in Star Wars, so... Yeah. Um, it doesn't really surprise me that a mainstream porno would bring that into my Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but maybe don't do that. I don't know. Maybe just, maybe just don't do that, I guess. Agreed. Don't... The Imperious Curse is one of the unforgivable curses. I know it's not in yeah. Star Wars, but... Yeah, Obi-Wan. 
Yeah. Yeah, Ezra. Yeah, Jesus, guys. Ray would, Ray would, Ray would use it never to sexually assault someone. No, no. But I think Ray only uses it as a, you know, to protect her life. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't hurt that guy in the movie. No, she's like surprised that it works when she's like, yeah, I'm out of here now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. So, you know, you, you lose a lot of points for that. It's true. Could have been, could have been not start with, not weird like that. Yeah, it does make me want to make my own better version, though. Anyway. Certainly, on the writing side, that would not be hard. No. It was, uh... Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I definitely appreciate their production quality, and I appreciate that they wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, good effort. I do kind of want to see where the story goes. I do, too. Where are they, and I think where that, are they going? Like, in a way, that's a success. You yeah, know, like, it's um, true. Like, you got me watching, and I'm going to watch the other half. Yeah. Um, so, good job. Yeah. What's your What's your rating? Do we have two ratings? Cute, cutie, continuum? Cutie, cutie rating and... Okay. And overall rating. Okay. And we're reading this... Okay. Should we be reading this on a, like, quality or, or quality compared to... Oh, it's getting it's getting compared to regular quality. There's no there's there's <laughs> then it's gonna get like a one. Well it is gonna get a one. <laughs> okay, so it has it's gonna get a one. I'm not giving you any breaks. Um I almost don't wanna put this on a scale because it's like, you know, if you're True. If you're like standard issue, you know, kinda dude wants to get off. Yeah. By watching Ray get fucked by a big dick. Hmm. Then this is your this is your chance. This is your chance. I mean, I guess so. But if you're looking for a story or a movie, this is not a story or a movie. Well, no. That's if you want to see some titties and dicks going into Ray, <laughs> this is your opportunity for that. Right. So take advantage of it. I guess so. Um, if you want to see Kylo Ren kicking a dude, <laughs> maybe fast forward to that part. Yeah, it's it's close to the beginning. It's in the first like two minutes. Otherwise. Do not watch. Yeah, it, it, if that doesn't sound appealing to you, it's not for you. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't for me. That That's not who they were trying to get. If you like Stormtrooper dicks going into yeah, okay. sand scavengers, <laughs> this is your jam. Yeah, yeah, okay. But yeah, it didn't really do it for me but either. If, if you can forgive uh, the inaccuracies... I uh, think I think I could have gotten into it, yeah, if it wasn't for the acting, you know, like right. if um like her voice wasn't so right, yeah, you know, yeah, porny and it mm. wasn't so like kind of cheesy, yeah, um, like, but yeah, I don't, yeah, she's got a, she's she's doing a I really just, whiny, yeah, and I I don't know, I can think of like fifty other porns that I would want to watch before this one, so yeah. So, yeah, anyway. I bet there's some really good, like, porn comics of Star Wars. You're well, right, you're, there's, no, there's no acting in that, so you yeah. get inherently... Uh, inherently better. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I might, if I was thinking of the cutie continuum, and if we're still making, like, Jabba the Hutt and the Emperor is, like, oh, a one. Then, then I think... I think it can get a two. Yeah, I think the Jabba the Hutt and the Emperor are, like, a zero. Zero, okay. Yeah. Well... I'm, I'm maybe still giving it a two. 
I think so too. I think they were actually kind of cute. It was kind of cute, and there was there was a couple of cute moments. And Ray is not uncute except for her no. whiny voice. Yeah, um, which is supremely uncute. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you like that, you mm. random listener. I mean, yeah, I, was I don't gonna, know. Yeah, not you, but I don't know. Uh, it was pretty whiny. It is really whiny. So I don't know. Uh, so she loses points for that. Oh, sorry. Yep. Uh, she loses points for that, but um, the yeah, the stormtrooper putting on her, his helmet on her—that's kind of cute. I, I appreciate uh, yeah, that yeah, for sure. Um, I think my, my new goal now is because because we gave this such a bad review, I want to find an alternative for our audience. Hmm. So that's going to be my mission. Okay, I'm going to try to find some like star smut. Okay, for you guys to but like in in this genre. No, like- no, no, no. I mean, maybe it'll be a video. Maybe it'll be a story. Maybe it'll be um, a comic. Well, if we're opening, I mean, if we're opening it up, do like, you have anything to recommend to the audience? My friends probably have a list. I could ask them to get together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, sorry to the random friends that I just threw under the bus but uh <laughs> your council of my council of friends yeah all right council of fanfic yeah well yeah <laughs> that's not that's it's like the jedi council only with more milkshakes <laughs> sorry there's like well there's <laughs> yeah with <laughs> You see what you did there with Okay, we're getting milkshake. way off topic, okay, guys. Alright, so, so anyway. Okay, are you gonna, so you're going to find something. I'm going to do my best to okay. find something I can give you at least as like a 3.5. Okay, fair. Um, and if I can't, we'll see. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I well, might have to write my own script. That's a, that's a good goal. Yeah. That's, uh, In life, you yeah. know, like having some Star Wars porn to get off to well it's like like we said a couple of episodes ago the thing with being a star wars fan is that it's so big you can literally get anything you want the thing you, about being a star wars fan is it's incapable of bringing yourself to orgasm unless you're thinking about star wars <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no. Fuck, i can't believe we're putting this episode out <laughs> no oh my god oh my god what if somebody who respects us listens to this episode? Does anyone respect us? I don't know. Um, I guess your parents listen to us sometimes. You can blame it on me. I'll tell them I wrote all your lines. Okay. Um, oh, I'm not. I'm not taking a bad uh, script uh, cop out after that. After criticizing the bad script, I'm. I'm not going to. You can tell them I'm a bad influence. Then you are a bad influence. Um. Um, okay. You're a bad influence on all my friends with their... Your friends. Well, my friends with their thick wrecks. Right, not you, your friends. Yeah. Right, got it. Um, okay, so do you think we have time today to answer listener questions? Um... We're getting, we're getting pretty long here, but I feel like we should answer that question before... Yeah. Before it gets, like, to be a month-old question. Fair, fair. So, um, a couple weeks ago, we got a question from a listener who is, um, who we've talked about on the show before, a friend of the show, Suzanne, who wanted to know, uh, who in the Star Wars universe 
did we think we were most like? Which character did we think we were most like? And, as a follow-up, which character we wish we were most like? So we actually answered this question Mm -hmm. on a couple episodes ago, but we lost the footage. Yeah. The footage was corrupted. Yeah. So this is going to be... We've already figured out what our answers are. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you want to go first? Yeah. So um, I would say that the character I think I'm most like would be sort of, not in entire ways. Yeah. The character is sort of I identify with most philosophically, I guess, is uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I feel like Luke's... Um, and, and the part of Luke specifically, other than the sort of, can be the whiny, complainy farm boy from A New Hope, all the way to, um, you know, X-Wing pilot. Yeah, yeah. To, um, the, the, but the part that, with Luke that really resonates with me the most is sort of the heart of what I think Star Wars is about, which is that love wins. And that in the end, Luke's arc is about realizing that he doesn't have to fight Vader, that the only way he can defeat Vader is by loving him, basically. Yeah, and by that's very you. opening up himself to the fact that he's going to, you know, he lays down his lightsaber, which is a really important moment for him in Return of the Jedi. And his compassion for Vader and his ability to see him as a person and not necessarily, you know, not judge him for what he had done before is what saves him and gives him the strength to defy the Empire or the, yeah, the Empire and the Emperor and defeat him. And, you know, Luke not leaving his father in that moment, you know, as he dies is like really, uh, that really speaks to me as the heart of the series and even though it's star wars and the whole thing is about the war and there's so much murder and there's so much death and all the characters uh seem to not necessarily have a problem with that like there's a lot of characters who don't really notice that but luke that's something that's really important to him i think when i was a kid that really resonated with me because Mm -hmm. that twist at the end and not really a twist but the idea that he didn't want to murder Vader mm-hmm. and that he wouldn't fight him mm-hmm. and that, like, that was one of my favorite things about the movie because I don't think I'd seen that before Yeah, in in media when I was a child. Yeah, and that, that redemption arc for Vader is so important to me. Absolutely, um, yeah. And, and Luke's uh, hand in that is just such an important part of the series and I feel like that kind of leads me into the second part of the question, which is who do I wish I was most like? And so I would say, um, at my best, I wish I was Luke Skywalker at his best. Yeah. You know, like, um, because that's an aspirational quality. Right. And um, I also, as a sort of jokey addendum to that, I identify with his absolutely noping out of everything and running away from all his problems in The Force Awakens. <laughs> Yo. I'm also like that. So, yep. Um, yep. I'm um, like, yeah, this didn't go so well for me. I'm leaving. And, uh... See ya. See you later. And, ah, crap, you found me. Yeah. Guess I gotta deal with all this stuff now. So. 
So for mine, we actually had a hard time com- mm-hmm. coming up with this because I couldn't think of a lot of characters in Star Wars that I could identify mm-hmm. with. Um, but I think when we decided like who I'm most like, I think we decided that I was Luke's best friend. <laughs> um, Han Solo. Yeah, you are kind of a Han Solo. Which I hate saying because I don't want to be the like, you know, like, oh, you know, I think that the one I'm most like is the coolest one. Yeah, well. But I think like, you know, I tend to... You know, I can picture myself being a part of the rebellion, but being like, yeah, but I'm like, not, a, I'm not, I mean, I'm not with you, you guys, you know, yeah. I'm, I do my own thing. Um, I've always been kind of like a freelancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like being pinned down by rules. Mm-hmm. I tend to get a bit skittish whenever there's like, like. Um, I'm a Sagittarius and I feel like Han is the ultimate Sagittarius, Right. you know, like he doesn't like commitment. He likes to, um, not be in one place for too long. And he also likes to think that he's going to abandon you, but he really isn't because he really cares about you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I think I give off this kind of ice queen. Mm -hmm. Like when people first meet me, I kind of come off as like an ice queen, but, Mm um, I'm really a softie. Yeah. So I think, you know. Yeah, I think I think Han Solo is probably the one that I'm closest to. Yeah, in and terms of personality, I agree. And I think you know, we're not necessarily saying here the we're not like oh I'm totally the hero of the story and no, I'm no, the no. coolest character. Just in terms of personality yeah, traits, and, yeah. And, and I think the thing too that um, really got me about Luke when I watched it when I was a kid was um, in Empire when. Yoda wants him to stay on Dagobah and keep training and Luke doesn't want to because he's got to rescue his friends and yeah, his friends yeah, yeah. Um, are the are more important than that and even though Yoda's like dude it's a trap like whatever like they don't don't sacrifice them and what they believe in for this because they wouldn't want you to go into the trap he's like well I have to go anyway yeah I have to try because they're my friends and I also feel like that that kind of fierce loyalty to the people that Luke cares about are, are, is something that also really resonates with me, and I would also do that. I would also totally. tell Yoda to screw off so that I could go back and rescue my friends in my X-Wing. Definitely. And um, the character I wish I was most like, I don't, mm. I don't know if we ever came up with a good one for that. Because I don't... Like, there's not a lot of characters in Star Wars that I wish I was most like. Phasma. Okay, Phasma. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 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 I wish I was more like Phasma. Just, like, really tough and cool. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. On the the opposite side, uh, like, on the villain side, I'm fucking totally the Lieutenant Maitaka. Just, like... Yeah. Wants to do a good job, and... I didn't... Yeah. You know... I don't know. You're kind of a, a bit of a hux. I wouldn't say you're my taka. I don't think I'm... I'm not leadery enough for hux. No, that's fair. That's fair. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a good lieutenant character. Yeah, that's true. My taka. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not really the my taka, but I identify with his poor, like... Yeah. Sort of, he just wants to do a good job, and he gets sent to tell Kylo Ren some bad news, and... Definitely. Just doesn't want his boss to murder him. Very, you know, also see Admiral Piet 
also just doesn't want his boss to murder him. I should have said Veers. <laughs> Who do I wish I most like? Veers. Stone Cold Fox Veers. Fucking Veers. Can I say soon to your fellow? But that's a, it's basically, a, that's basically a character we came up with. I know. I was thinking like with He's the characters I want to be the most. I was like, can ultimate. I say can I say Jagged Fell? Yeah, like, Ultimate Mary Sue characters that yeah. we just like made up basically. Yeah. Have no relation to their canon equivalents. No. So I guess technically. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. But anyway, that's true. So I hope that's informative. Yeah. I hope that answers the question. Mm-hmm. Um. Did Suzanne ever answer that question for you? You should ask her what... what I think she did. Uh, I can't remember the one she said she was most like. Um, But I think one of her aspirational characters was Hera. Fair, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hera's, like, super good. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, Hera's, like, a good person to want to be. Yeah. She's a good person. She is a good person. (laughs) One of the few, like, good people in Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. It's a good choice. That's rad. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. We should all aspire to be more like Hera. We should all aspire to be more like Veers. <laughs> and the model Imperial officer. Yeah. Yeah. And no armchair general. <laughs> I hope I hope you've all read Veers's it actually is I I've discovered after it is his canon Wikipedia page. So it's all it's all true. It's all true. All of it. <laughs> So, um, I hope you've all read his Wikipedia page by now, because, uh... That should be the tagline for Wikipedia. It's all true. All of it. Yeah, that's, that should be. That, that would yeah. be clever. So, yeah, I guess, like, um, to recap, the Star Wars Vader Down arc and the Force Awakens porn parody, no veers. No veers? No veers. Why no veers? I don't know. Okay. Well, Veers will always be mentioned on our podcast, so you can always say yes, Veers, to Imperial Heart. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. This very special... We're so bad at ending these. (laughs) Super. Yo, we're out. (laughs) Veers out. Veers out. Um, we need like yeah, we need like a catchphrase to say at the end. So yeah, Veers out is pretty good. I don't know. I mean, we never do a "May the Force be with you." That's too obvious. Mm, yeah, it's a bit on the nose. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So, I hope you have a good week in Star Wars. Next week, the uh, episode uh, season three premiere of Rebels. Holy shit! Yeah, we totally should have done a Rebels episode. Yeah. We talked about porn instead. Yikes. I think that was way better. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we talk about Rebels every episode. Yeah, so I you don't guys know. know a fair amount about Rebels now. So next week we're going to watch the season premiere. and we'll I'm probably going to be a Rebels-only episode. Yeah, we'll probably talk about the season premiere. So Yeah, okay. So have a good night, everyone. Um, I'm Dana Howell on Twitter. And I'm Descart. Cool. And, and yeah, have a good... Good night, friends. <laughs> Bye. Don't die out there in space. That's a good. That's a good one. Don't die out there in space because we want it to be a good day where nobody dies. That's right. Okay. Bye. Bye. If you like to find more stuff about Star Wars from me and Jamie. 
you can check out our website at imperialhearts.com or tweet at us at imperial underscore hearts. The music used in this podcast is clips from the song Breakfast with Tiffany by Broke for Free. Thank you for listening to the Imperial Hearts Podcast.